Hi, you're listening to Keeping It Real. My name's Julie Kelly and today the podcast is about something that I find completely unbelievable. Now, yesterday I was watching a YouTube clip. You know how one thing runs into another. And I came across this um, series called The Fifth Estate. Now, you might have watched it. They cover all different kinds of stories and the presenter is Gillian Findlay. Now, the story was about a little boy called Moses. Now, I don't know if you've seen this. It's actually called A Boy Called Moses. And it's about a little boy who was adopted from an orphanage in Liberia a good few years ago. Now, at that time, Liberia was at war. And so Moses's family already had lots of other children and they couldn't feed them because money was scarce and there wasn't really enough, um, what do you call it, things to feed them with, there wasn't enough food. And so they decided really painfully that they were going to put Moses in an orphanage. And that's what they did. They placed Moses in an orphanage at about four years old. Now, at that time, there was a lot of interest from overseas for adoption. So people wanted to adopt African babies that may have been stranded in the war or orphaned, and they wanted to give them a better life. And and this is what happened with Moses. A couple from Canada took an interest in Moses called the Johnsons. And they kept in contact with Africa. They kept making sure that everything was going through okay. They put a lot of effort into this. And eventually they ended up adopting Moses and bringing him home to live with them. Now, they described little Moses at first as being a gentle, loving child that was, of course, traumatized by losing his family, but that was really adapting well. And then when he was five, they suddenly changed their story for whatever reason they didn't feel able um, to care for Moses anymore and they got the what we would term as social services involved and they were telling the social worker that Moses had changed that he'd started to become a child who carried knives he'd started to act out violence he told them that He had killed and strangled someone back in Liberia, that he had fired guns, so he kept mimicking firing guns, that um, he was going to kill members of the family. In fact, they said that they put a door, a bell on his bedroom door, so that when he moved around outside that door, the bell would ring and they would be able to prepare because they were so scared of him. Now, bearing in mind, this is a five-year-old child And they're saying, they actually ended up saying that they thought that he'd been a soldier and that he'd fired guns because he kept mimicking guns. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, little boys mimicked playing toy soldiers. I know it's not really, it's not really the done thing and it's not really looked at favourably, but that's what little boys do. They play soldiers. But apparently Moses had changed and everyone was terrified of him. And so they told social services this and that they could no longer look after Moses. And so social services, a behavioural expert, did their assessment of him. And that came out that Moses, when asked tactfully, you know, like you would with children, they used doll play and everything for him to reenact what he'd told the Johnsons, supposedly. And um, 
It came back that he didn't know how to show them how he'd strangled someone in Liberia. He certainly didn't act in the way that they had described him. And so the Johnsons wanted him tested in hospital. Anyway, when it comes out of it, he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. It turned out it was documented later that that was probably to do with the way that the Johnsons were treating him. But nevertheless, social services did agree that they would work with the family, but they were not going to play into this that Moses had been a child soldier. Although we know that in Liberia at that time, children were being recruited to become soldiers. They were being kidnapped off the streets and turned into soldiers. But this was a five-year-old child that had entered that family as a gentle child. So because social services weren't playing the game and they weren't going to help the Johnsons get rid of Moses, what did the Johnsons do? Well, this is the bit that I find absolutely unbelievable. They went online and they went on to Yahoo and they found a group there amongst the groups that were for people who were learning to speak Chinese and people who were rehoming their animals. They found a group that was interested in rehoming children and apparently people who'd adopted children and they'd gone wrong were putting them up on this child rehoming site for people to take. I know, you, you can't even believe it, can you? You can't believe it. But a fifth ex-estate journalist and a Reuters reporter, Megan Chewy, she found this group over on Yahoo when she was doing the research. And yeah, it was just randomly there. And so that's what the Johnsons did. They put an advert on Yahoo saying that they had adopted this child from Liberia. It wasn't working out and they wanted to rehome him. Now, incredibly, and the, you just can't get your head around it, can you? This advert was answered. And it was answered by a woman in Houston, Texas, called Ambrosia Marvin. Now, she'd raised two children of her own and thought she might be able to look after a third. So she agreed to take Moses. This has all been done over the internet. No screening, no vetting, no authority involvement. Just... um. A transaction over the internet and so Mr Johnson boards a plane with little Moses and goes to meet Ambrosia Marvin in an airport hotel. Now according to Ambrosia Marvin she said that when she first met um, this little boy Moses he was jumping up and down on the bed talking incessantly falling off the bed banging his head um, really erratically behaved um, and she said she didn't think at that point that he knew what was going on. But Mr. Johnson had said to him, uh, well, from what he told Ambrosia Marvin, that he'd said to him, things are not working out here. We, we, we need to find you a new family. Now, according to Ambrosia Marvin, when they first met, the idea was that she would keep little Moses for the weekend for him to kind of adapt to her. And then... If that was all right, there would be a temporary custody for six months and then to be assessed at the end. Not by the authorities, I might add, but by the Johnsons, Mr and Mrs Johnson, and by Ambrosia Marvin. 
just to determine the suitability. And that's what happened with no screening, no authority. Now, I'm not quite sure what happened with Ambrosia Marvin, but what I do know is that the authorities got suspicious because this little boy, Moses, had just suddenly disappeared. After they'd become involved with him, he just disappeared off the scene. So they wanted to know where he was. Now it's my understanding, and I could be wrong about this, but it's my understanding that they found something in Ambrosia Marvin's background that made her unsuitable. I don't know what it was, but I seem to remember hearing something about that. And so um, the authorities came into action and little Moses was removed. And he went through a whole range of different families, all fostering him and then he would get moved on or maybe things didn't work out there. And so this little guy, this poor little boy, had this, oh, turmoil of a life. Um, now, it turns out that this Megan Chewy, the Reuters reporter, had done a lot of research into this and found that this is quite commonplace. And it's happening a lot even now over the internet where people adopt children from abroad and then things don't work out either because of cultural issues or behavior or they just don't want the child anymore and so they go online and find a group and just rehome them and it's almost like you're rehoming a dog or a cat it is just incredible anyway little um, moses when he was i think he was eight i can't really say about the age and everything he was adopted by a beautiful family um, in southern Vancouver, southern, southern Vancouver Island, near Duncan in British Columbia. And they were called Kathy Gilbert and Dave Gilbert. And he now has a really happy life. But the thing that got me is that you can go on the internet even now. I believe that they don't have these groups anymore on Yahoo. But from what I've researched, you can certainly find them on Facebook. And they're never going to be closed down and these children are always going to be vulnerable. Now, you can find this story over on YouTube and it's called The Fifth Estate. And the actual YouTube clip is called A Boy Called Moses. Now, don't take my word for it. I know this story sounds absolutely unbelievable to think that people are just rehoming the children on the internet. But that's exactly what happened. You have got people handing their children over to people that they have never met, that they know nothing about. And according to the Reuters journalist, you know, that I mentioned before, She's actually found out, Megan Chewy has actually found out that children have been handed over to people and then later on it's come to light that, that you know, one of those people has been accused of sexual abuse or child pornography. And, you know, people are handing children over to what could be paedophile rings. So if you go over to YouTube and look up a boy called Moses, you'll be absolutely shocked. I'd love to hear your reaction to this podcast. I'm sure it's not going to be positive and I'm sure that you're going to be as dumbfounded as I am. You've been listening to Keeping It Real, the podcast where we keep things raw, 
unfiltered and honest. Please like, share and comment on this podcast. And if you can, please subscribe to my Apple Podcast channel. And let's work together to build happier, healthy communities. See you soon.